If you've followed our devotionals this season or uh, even paid attention to the sermons, one of the things you may have picked up on is that the songs of the season have been on my heart in a different way this year than others. I've talked about them a lot. And, and the last song of the season that we're going to talk about is this song, this beautiful song that Tim and Donna just sang. Mary, did you know? It's one of those songs that it feels like it's been around forever, for all of our lives, but, but actually was written in the 80s by uh, Mark Lowry, who's a songwriter, a comedian, a singer, sang with the Gaithers. But it has such sort of deep like feeling and sentiment that it feels like it's been a part of our lives forever. And so Donna and Tim, thank you for singing, for sharing it with us. And if you give me just a little bit of leeway, I'm going to attempt to answer the question of the song. No, Mary did not know. And I say that jokingly, and I say that deeply, seriously. And I say that in no way to belittle the song. Mary had no idea what was coming. Which is the whole point of the song. Even though Mary knew all of the prophecies and the promises, even though Elizabeth had her baby Leap with joy when Mary walks in the room. Even though, as Donna delivered Mary's response, her Magnificat to the Lord, even though Mary can say all the right things, she had no idea. It begs the question if she had known what she was getting into, would she have continued? There are so many instances in our lives where we envy the situation of someone else. In Mary's case, we think, well, an angel came to her. So surely she was just going to say yes. The angel came, made a promise to her. It was easy. It was clear. Yet. When we envy someone else's position, when what we see as their life is abundantly clear to us, it help it, it, it just underscores that even in our own lives, it undercuts that even in our own lives at times, if we had known what we were getting into, we might have never said yes. A couple of silly examples. How many marathoners hit mile 20 and think, my goodness, there are six more of these to go? How many students accepted into a program or a school, a graduate program that they were excited about? Thought the accomplishment was in getting accepted, never remembering that that's just the beginning Most of the time, we are happy to jump into situations because we don't know what is coming. 
Mary did not know. She could not have known at least with any level of specificity, what it was that was coming. But she said yes anyway. And like Mary, when we are called, we're called to move forward anyway. We're called to respond and follow the invitation of the Lord. And we're called to say yes and look beyond our urgent need to know exactly how everything is going to play out. Because when God calls, there are more important things to consider than just knowing what the next two, three, four, or five steps are around the next corner and over the next hill. Mary did not know. We don't, we do not know. But here's the thing, when God calls and we respond, yes, even when we do not know how deep and how significant or how difficult that call might be, the reality is there's a few things we can expect from that call. Today, we'll just think about three things, three specific things, very sort of formulaic, but but. But three ways that we can grasp a measure of assurance that if we say yes and follow faithfully in God's call, we will receive them. And if we say no and we run from it, we're going to find a life of reluctance that turns out in some ways to be empty and maybe a little bit miserable. So three simple things. The first thing we find is that like Mary, if we say yes, there is going to be grace in the midst of whatever difficulties that come. There will always be measures of grace and hope and positivity that come along with the enormity of God's call. We need to be diligent about seeing the grace. God will help us to see the grace and not just the difficulties. Thinking back about those students who get accepted into a program, there's not a single graduate student in the world who celebrates the completion of their thesis or their dissertation just because they're celebrating. They're celebrating because they are happy that they're done writing. And I can tell you that writing a thesis in the basement is lonely and difficult and not the thing you sign up for. What you sign up for are the conversations with colleagues, the learning that comes along the way, the accomplishment of finishing the work will be amazing. But it's all the other stuff that you sign up for. All those graces that come with answering a call that help us to be faithful in the midst of a difficult call. And the same is true in everything For everything in life. Relationships can be difficult, but there is a blessing in those relationships that we keep. Our work, our jobs can be arduous, but there is always a payoff. Parenting is a strain, but most of us who've had kids would never go back. And the spiritual life of putting God's call at the center of our lives is not the easiest way to live life. But it's the best way to live life. And when we live into the call of God, 
we can be assured that as difficult as it might be, there is blessing that goes along with it. That's the first call. That's the first thing. There's grace with the difficulties. The second thing, hopefully, is the most important. The second thing we see from Mary saying yes is that it's the surest way to know that we're going to be close to the Lord. Sometimes I wonder if, if there were a list of potential Marys who weren't up to the task. And the Mary we know is the one who finally said yes. There's nothing orthodox about that question, like just to be clear. Uh, Mary that said yes said yes to be the bearer of the Lord. And in doing that, knew, believed, and found that that was where God was going to meet her. And that resisting God's call in that meant something completely different. Every day, people run from God's call. And Mary knew this as well as anyone because Mary knew her scriptures. She knew about that little book of Jonah. That book where that prophet ran from God's call. Because he didn't want to tell those people that God was giving them a chance to repent. And so he goes the other way, ends up in the belly of a big fish. Unhappy. And even at the end, after he's gone through, fulfilled the call, ends sitting on a hillside, unhappy about God's call. The rich young man in the Gospels goes away sad because he cannot follow God's call. And so he separates himself from the Lord. And And so the thing to remember is no matter the ask, when God issues a call for us, when God is asking us to do something, the surest way to know that we are going to be close to the Lord is to follow faithfully in that call. Because if God calls us, then the place where God is most ready to meet us and the place where we are most ready to meet God is going to be in the midst of that call. So the undeniable second aspect is this. If God calls, the only way to be close to God is then to say yes and respond faithfully to that call. That is how we move into God's love and presence. Now, those two things are great. There's difficulty in there, but but they also provide a measure of assurance for all of us. And they cover the simple reality that God promises to be with us when God calls. They point to the best parts of answering God's call and the inherent beauty of being called by God. The third aspect, though, is a little more difficult. It's difficult because we pretend we know what the future will be and we don't. Because the third aspect of God's call is this. We can be assured if God calls us, there's no going back to the way things were. 
I hate to say that to you. Maybe you hate to hear that. But when God calls, whether we answer or not, we are changed. When God calls, we are changed. And following faithfully means moving forward in some way. Moving onward to something. And so the surest way to stay rooted and stable in our ways of doing things is to close ourselves off from hearing God's call. If you want things to always and forever be the same, don't listen to God. And make sure you never put yourself in a position to hear that God might be calling you. God is always calling us forward. Mary is a testament to that fact. And her story tells that simply and dramatically, more dramatically than we may have to experience it. But dramatically nonetheless. Now, one of our favorite phrases these days is when we get back to. I won't make you raise your hand if you've said that phrase this week, but I think we both know the answer. When we get back to, we all, myself included, have this belief that someday out there, there will be a day in the future that looks like a day in the past. We tell each other this. We think about this. We're praying for this. However, Mary's story tells us that that might not be how it works. If Mary were a mother-to-be in 2020, and her fiancé told her, we need to go on a journey to get counted, so let's go. Modern-day Mary might have said something like, look, I'll go with you on this journey even though I'm really pregnant, but when we get back, I've got some nesting to do, I'm going to Netflix and chill, I'm going to rest till this baby gets here. So we'll go do this thing that we have to do with your family. And then when I get back, I'm going to rest till baby Jesus comes. Turns out when they got back, Mary had a baby. The journey changed her. Mary had ideas about what would happen when she had gotten back to Nazareth and they didn't come true because God was working and Mary comes back to Nazareth with a baby. Mary and Joseph come back as a family that God has called. They responded. And in the midst of responding to God's call, they were changed. And so for us, as comfortable as yesterday was, the reality of our lives is that we are changed. And answering no to God's call isn't going to fix that. Only by following faithfully can we know that we're living into the love and the presence and the beauty of God. By living into that yes of God's call and, and, and submitting to being changed by God, can we then best experience the grace and beauty that comes from the call of God that changes us? If we're willing to be faithful, then we experience the greatness of God's call.
Mary did not know what that call would be. In that beautiful song that Mark Lowry wrote that Tim and Donna sang, Mary, she could not have imagined those things, those details that God was going to fulfill. But she knew enough to know that by saying yes, even though everything would change, by saying yes, the Lord would be with her. And by saying yes, she would be able to experience the beauty of the call and the grace and the hope and the love of the call, not just the difficulties of the call. And so when God calls us, there will be goodness with the difficulties. By saying yes, it it gives us the best chance to be close to the Lord. And we will be changed. And change is not always bad. Actually, change is just the reality of being human. And so this morning, I pray we all will come to know that God is calling us in a way, oh, maybe not as grand as Mary was called, but in a way that for you and me, Adjusted for us individually. God is calling us to something important. And with that call, there's a way to be faithful. And so my prayer for us is that we would find God's loving presence in this faith and faithfulness. And I pray that in in finding our faith in God's call. That we might experience God's assuring love each step of the way. Responding to such a call will not be easy, but it is good. It is where the Lord is and works. And I pray that we may move forward to experience God's call with grace and beauty. Because that's where God's presence is for us. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give you thanks in this day for the beautiful story Mary, of Elizabeth, of the promises that John and Jesus proclaimed, and of the fulfillment of your love that they embody. Help us, Lord, to be as faithful as Mary was. Oh, Lord, though our calls will likely not be as significant as her call from you was, nevertheless, the call is important. And it is in that call that we meet you and we feel your assurance and love most. And so, Lord, help us to embrace your call in this day, for this day, and for each day that lies ahead. This, O Lord, is our prayer, and we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who we wait for today. Amen.